The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 378 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you Gomez. doing? What a week. Oh, yeah? Was you it? Know, last week, I came on this very show, and I spoke into this very microphone, and I talked do. about all of these things. All of them. Th- that all the car Jomezians were watching. All the stuff that people are talking about in our Facebook group. And I said, theoretically, what if I watched all these things? <laughs> and Gomez, after this week... There is no one who is filled with more holiday spirit than yours truly. Ooh, I love to hear that. They love call it. me the Herald Supreme of holiday spirit. Wow. That's a it's an honor to have you on this program, Herald Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> right now I wake up in the morning and I piss pure spirit. Ooh, we need that and coming out my pores i can't wait to hang the wreath and light the lights christmas has come to florida my man and its name is captain joe shoes wow this is i love it i win the holiday spirit that's what i want to hear baby Gomez, this has all been a, a lie what a facade what no <laughs> No, I don't want to hear this. I was so happy. What? No. I tried to fill with spirit. <laughs> and then oh. I watched a bunch of holiday themed <laughs> material this week. Damn, this is. Oh, man. I was so excited because I watched so much holiday stuff that I, I'm in the holiday spirit. I'm ready to go, baby. When's Santa coming? Come on, let's go. You know when he comes. He literally comes the same day every year. You can well, set your watch to it. Maybe he's going to come early one year because I've been an extra good boy. So he's going to come and be like, hey, I hooked it up, bro. A little something extra, a little early gift. You never know. Do you think like he ever shows up to work early? Hell no. He's off. He's on vacation until right on the dot. Like, all right, here we Christmas Eve. Let's make sure the packages are ready. Let's go. I just like I love the idea of like him like punching the clock and being like <sighs> and then he like goes into the locker room and he's putting on his red coat and he's tightening in his big black belt. And he's just like it's almost like an Al Bundy thing, you know. It's not it's not that you're comedically depressed it's just that you're resigned to like this is what your life is this is and what it just, is he's got a tiny mirror and he's got like a little comb and he's brushing his beard a little bit and he's just looking at it and he's uh, 
And then maybe he spits at the image in the mirror. Like, Whoa. you know, you could you could have been someone. You could have had a future. Do you think what, what do you think Santa does on his time off? You think he's just straight chilling? You think he's like in a nice warm climate? HNPS. <laughs> no, he don't do that. What do you mean he don't do that? Where do you think all those elves came from? What? That's not that's not how that works. I think it is. <laughs> No, I don't know if we need to do a little biology review here, but I don't know. The elves don't come. No, the elves. Where I don't know where they, they come from. I don't know where they come from, but that's not where they come from. <laughs> I, I don't want that story to be like that. I'm gonna write that story. Oh, will you? I'm gonna make it a holiday slasher movie. Oh, ooh, we'll watch it next year. We could watch it next year. We'll just call it HNPS. This is, I don't know. I think he would, I think he would maybe not. You think he's doing it there? I think he would go to Florida. I don't think the North Pole is getting the hot sex. I think he's, he's had enough of the cold and he's like, let's go to Aruba. Well, it's global warming now, so it's not too bad anymore. Imagine. Oh, no. All the polar bears are gone and just. He's not even using reindeer anymore. He's using regular deer. That's sad. Oh no, we need reindeer. No, They're good for something. It's, it's no more reindeer, more yes deer. <laughs> see what I did there? I see. That's a I see on words. I see we're gonna have a fun show today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button, leave a five star review, follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at car jomez pod make sure to leave some likes some comments and gomez i have a little bit of breaking news oh do you let me let me see if i got something for that breaking news Uh, breaking news joe what's happening what's going on so i want to get the bad news out of the way first okay yes please always let's do that so I've been saying that December 15th, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday when this podcast Mm -hmm. drops, I was supposed to appear for ICW, No Holds Barred in Queens, New York. I unfortunately Uh will no longer be able to make that show. So if you were planning on seeing me there, I can't imagine there was that many of you. But if you were, I apologize. This is totally on me. I have something that came up that needs my attention, so I will not be able to make it. But... I do have some good news to go with. Oh, all right. That's good. That's right. What's up? I mean, it's not Queens, New York. It's more Gerard, Ohio. Gomez, I am coming to the Middle East. <laughs> the Middle East. I yeah. agree. Ohio, definitely. The Middle East for Toy Hee the Toy Hio Toy Con. You've got celebrities, Gomez. Like Brian Myers, Danhausen, Moose, and on top of all of those is me, Captain Joe Shoes, the magistrate of Caravan City. Ooh, baby, what a headliner there. I love it. Toy Hio is one of the coolest toy conventions out there right now. I've seen all the videos. The major guys have been there before. It's awesome. I can't wait to go. I'm super excited. And many thanks to Toy Hio Rick for having me. Oh, you like the hot 
Ohio guy now, huh? That's like your home away from home. They now. call me the overlord of Ohio. I don't know if I want that nickname, but I get I'll tell you, I don't know where the fuck Gerard Ohio is. I don't know how to find out. I just got to put it in MapQuest and see what shoots out. But when I was in Columbus uh, last summer for PowerCon, that was awesome. Columbus was a great time. We had a lot of fun there. So I'm sure the spots in Gerard are just as hot. Oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be the total opposite. You were like, Ohio's not so bad, and you're going to go to fucking bumfuck There's going to be Morgan Wallen. There's going to be Toys. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, that's funny. I'm excited to see what happens there. That's awesome, bro. I'm sure we'll be doing some vlogging Mm -hmm. and having a good time. And it's nice to be friends with friends. Always good to be friends with friends. So, Gomez, last summer, we spoke about how Netflix's deal to develop a live-action Masters of the Universe had fallen through. They couldn't, yes. they couldn't substantially get down from a $200 million budget. <laughs> Imagine, bro. Imagine. And now, the rumor mill Ooh, is saying that there is some discussions between Mattel and Amazon interesting to bring some masters of the universe content over their way and right now it's just discussions but there was also discussions i want to say years ago at this point about prime video doing a live action she-ra and the princesses of power show that was supposed mm. to be based on the dreamworks cartoon that came out oh, really? up a few years based ago based on that that's cool which was awesome. So if yeah. you guys haven't watched it, that's on Netflix. Feel free to go back and watch that. I think it's great. And every now and then I will revisit it and it still holds up. There was supposed to be some live action She-Ra stuff and it just got super quiet after that radio silence. But now I'm going to get my hopes up for what? Because I know I, better. I will say Amazon likes to spend money, baby. I mean, and in the wake of Barbie making a billion dollars, yeah, that might be this might be the the opening that He Man fans need to get this shit happening for once. Well, like mm. I said, I'm not getting my hopes up, but that's what's being talked about. It was on all the trade papers this week. You know how I love them trades. <laughs> love those trades, bro. Love them. Where I go <laughs> looking for my auditions. Interesting. I mean, you know, it makes sense. Amazon be dropping money. So if that's the place for it. Now, is this like, uh, does did Netflix not have exclusive deal? Or is that deal ending? How is that? They uh, had up until a certain date and it expired. Okay. okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Uh, last thing I have, mm. and this isn't necessarily news, but it's a discussion point. Oh, let's go. Discuss. We posted a YouTube short this week talking about our Thanksgiving movies and son-in-law, oh. and I brought up the evil coach. <laughs> and we got oh, a comment. We got a comment from someone who said, how did you forget about The Nightmare Before Christmas? It's the best Thanksgiving movie ever. And when this comment comes in, I get alerts sent to my phone when the comments come in. I do miss a lot of them. Um, but this one, I just happened to be playing on my phone as it came in. So I saw it immediately. And I said to myself, wait one second. 
Hold the wheel right there, Pat Sajak. We got time for another round. I've seen the nightmare before Christmas. I had an ex-girlfriend who was obsessed with this movie, so I was constantly on the hunt looking for new Nightmare Before Christmas merch and bullshit that I had trinkets and tchotchkes, Gomez, up the wazoo. So I feel like I know a little bit about it. One thing I have never, ever thought was that the Nightmare Before Christmas was a Thanksgiving movie. Bro, I was like, have I not seen this movie recently? Like, am I, did I forget a whole section of the movie? Like, I, I thought my brain was broken for a minute because it is something I have never heard. And I'm a part of film Twitter where you hear some of the dumbest film takes you ever heard in your fucking life. And I've never heard of this shit. This is so out of left field. I couldn't even, I was, I was like, this guy's got to be making this up. Like, what, what is So the, the first thing I did was screenshot this and send it to Gomez and say, am I missing something here? Because sure, is it, un, is it impossible for me to just miss something like this? Of course, yeah. I, I guess so, yes. But I've seen this movie, and not like just once. I'm not going to tell you I watched this movie a hundred times, but I've seen it more than once. And Gomez had to fucking Google it. And it comes. What is this? (laughs) So share the results of your googling. It says here (laughs) that because this movie takes place after Halloween and before Christmas, therefore. The holiday that is in between those those is Thanksgiving, so it has to be a Thanksgiving movie. Like what logic? Like that's not even a good exit. Like that's just like I was like, what? That's that's what you came up with? That's how? And that's what I responded to this person with, and then they double down. Yes, they did. They they double down on, and they go, oh, but there's two doors. There's a Christmas Town door and a Thanksgiving Town door, and. So because there's a turkey it, it, on the one door, even though he doesn't go in there, it plays into the storyline. So it's, yes, it's a Thanksgiving movie. No. No, I'm sorry. Like, if you want to say this is a Halloween movie, I'd be like, eh, okay. I think it's a Christmas movie. I would consider it a Christmas movie. But if you want to say Halloween, sure. I, I, I'm, we can have that discussion. I'm, I'm willing sure. to have that. Is it a Thanksgiving movie just because there's a singular turkey at one point? No. Ridiculous. And this, this is because the internet got nothing fucking better to do. This is because for years, for a fucking decade, we're still doing this fucking is die hard a Christmas movie thing. And now we got to find the next thing, right? We've debated the die hard one to death. So now we got to find something else to just have a hot take and, you know, troll people on X with. Bro, it is. Uh, I said, I was like, I was like, yeah, there is a turkey door, right? I said, did he go in that door? Am I forgetting something? Just the fact that there is a turkey door, like, get the fuck out of here, bro. That is just so absurd. It has nothing to do with the plot. Oh, look, he saw it. So it's part of the story. No, bro. Someone walks by a box of cornflakes. Doesn't mean cornflakes is fucking important to the story. Like, what are we doing? Like, what? What? You put a flag on one of the trees, and now it's Flag Day movie. That's it. That's what I mean. Exactly. Just because it was there, it's Arbor Day, really, with all the trees there. Honestly, like, get out of here, fucking people. I can't. If you're the type of person who is going to call this a Thanksgiving movie, and you really want to debate that, please stop listening to this podcast. Go away. I don't. I've I've got a very full 
and difficult life. And I don't need your kind of negativity in it. All right. Don't be making shit up, bro. We love theories. Give us a theory that is good, not something that is just so out of left field that is just stupid, bro. Oh, my goodness, Joe. Tell us. I couldn't believe that. I still can't believe it. <laughs> I, I thought when he started doubling down, I was just like, dude, you got to be kidding me. There's like a probably six or seven comments between the two of us just going back and forth. <laughs> I couldn't believe like it's one thing to just say it and be like, ha ha, yeah. move on. But no, that guy kept coming back. That's what people do. They can't be wrong. No, sir. Hey, strikes get shot. Just off. like Little Miss. <laughs> little Miss. Little Miss, Little Miss, wrong. Little Miss can't be wrong. <laughs> it's good. Oh Joe, it's not breaking anymore, but I, I just I wanted to talk to you about this, about your oh, boy. I knew no. it. I knew it was coming. Come on. Seven hundred million insane. dollars, Gomez. Insane. Seven, but it's not seven hundred million, Joe. Like it's two. This, th- what? How is this allowed? If, if you ever heard, apparently he's deferring all his money to the back end of this contract, so that no, he's going to after the contract. So not even like the last year. Wow. So the it's, Dodgers are. You know how like we have Bobby. It's Bonilla Bobby Bonilla Day. day. So it's Otani Day now, huh? So they're gonna have starting in. 2020 what is it this will be the 2024 season so yeah uh play it till 2033 so start, i guess starting in 2034 they'll start having otani day where they may have to pay the guy like 30 million dollars a year or something that's how was this allowed right aren't there a hundred rules uh with the salary cap and the, the this and the that so n- number one there's no such thing as a salary cap i'm so, like the luxury tax the right? luxury luxury tax, tax. Yes. excuse me uh but deferred money has been a part of baseball contracts for decades and decades and decades now and we all make fun of bobby bonilla day but there's actually so many 100. of these contracts out there that have deferred money, like the Nationals free agent deal with Max, Sur- Max Scherzer from twenty fourteen or whatever, yeah. still paying um, him. They're gonna have, they're gonna owe him something like I think fifty million dollars by the end. Uh, the contract's already up, but I think starting in twenty thirty, they have to start paying him annual payments of whatever. And there's tons of Bruce yeah. Suter who signed the deal with the Braves in nineteen eighty five was still getting paid up until like last year. I think I saw something that Ken Griffey is the highest played Reds. Yeah, he's still getting payroll. money from the Reds. He was, I think, third in salary on the Reds this year. That's so crazy. But like, see, like I get, so, but two million a year, that seems like that's a little, like I think you think so they'll change the rule because of the this, luxury like, tax, the luxury tax, the, the deferred money does not count toward the luxury tax. So since Otani is deferring so much money and the word on the street was he was deferring a substantial amount of money. Yeah. In the first place. Um, but because he's now his, I don't want to call it a cap hit. Essentially, that's what it is. But remember, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. We have a luxury tax. So his luxury tax hit will only count as $46 million per season now instead of $70 million, which would be the average annual value. It's a big difference. It gives the Dodgers a lot of flexibility to go out there, still sign players while staying under the big luxury tax hit for whatever penalties or anything they would incur by going over the thresholds. That is crazy. That's just... I mean, and that's one thing, but like, as soon as we finished this podcast last week 
and we knew it was coming up soon. There was the whole Otani's plane ordeal. Oh, yes. Following the wrong plane or something, right? It was one of the guys from Shark Tank, but someone just saw a private plane leaving Anaheim and going to Toronto, and everyone assumed it was Otani. One of the MLB Network's national writers reported that Otani was on that plane, and he was going to meet with the team. Then someone else reported that Blue Jays pitcher Yusei Kikuchi had rented out a full like he closed down a restaurant, a sushi restaurant in Toronto. Oh my he rented God. out the whole thing to close it down because of something. It turned out he was throwing a surprise party for his wife. Oh, blowing up spots. <laughs> Which I, I don't know if that was true, but someone, report, someone reported that. And then the oh. first comment was, it's a surprise birthday party for his wife. Thanks. <laughs> my goodness. Now, this guy's making a lot of money. But this is because he's also a pitcher, right? He's the best he's, pitcher and he's the best he's, hitter, right? He's a unicorn. There's no so, one like Shohei Otani. So this, people are like, oh, this is going to reset the whole market. I don't yeah, think Yeah, that's so. what I mean. Like, wh- what is there's that? There's only yeah. one Shohei Otani. There's no one else who does what he does. And in addition to that, bring the kind of notoriety, the kind of sponsorships, the kind of attention, the kind of merchandise sales. That stuff is going to be through the moon, honestly. The Dodgers will probably end up paying off the full value of seven hundred million dollars, probably in three, four years, with what imagine. he brings to this team. Oh yes, I'll, I'll imagine. Plus, you know, now he gets to do it in the bright lights, right? He gets to do a playoff game. I mean, Do- he was already—he doesn't even have to move. He just went a little bit north. <laughs> you know, he can still live in the same house. I hear the drive is rough, though. I hear that's not a fun drive. No, his uh, traffic in gotta... California is terrible. I mean, that's known. It's just. Otani could just take a helicopter at this point. Just send the helicopter for him. You know, that's not a bad idea. We all know how that works out well for Los Angeles athletes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Speaking of Los Angeles Lakers, Joe, the in-season tournament, bro. Have you followed one second of this? What fun. What fun. (laughs) I had a good time with it. I thought it was fun, fun. I did, too. Now, I know everyone was shitting on the courts. I loved them. It was like a video game. It was different. You cared about games you have no reason Never. to fucking care in December. about. No one's talking about basketball like this in December. So it's a brilliant marketing ploy. And so people, I'm like I said, I'm a big hockey guy. So the NHL people are all like, how can we copy this? Oh. And the fact of the matter is the NHL is run by a bunch of stodgy old white men. So yes. they're going to find some way to fuck it up. <laughs> of course. Of course. The NHL is notorious for being the last to embrace any kind of change or any kind of forward thinking or breaking even a little bit from the norm. So even if they do decide to come up with their own version of this, it will most definitely suck. I I did always love that they let the hockey players do like the Olympics. Like I always loved like when there was a little break. Oh, really? Back in the day, didn't they do that? Didn't well, they? It's been a while now. It's been a while, right? I was gonna say that I don't think they've done it in a while, but I used to always love that because Olympic hockey is fucking best. Like that shit is. So it was like, oh, we get a little break from this, and we get something different. Like I always liked that, so it was really cool. Basketball and it was always a boost to yes. the NHL afterwards. Even I think the last time they, the NHL players, went to the Olympics was twenty. 14 maybe wow, that's so long ago that's crazy and one of the big things was the united states had tj oshi in the shootout 
in the shootout in the Olympics under Olympic rules, the same guy can just shoot over and over. Oh, so really? The U.S. just sent out T.J. Oshie like 15 straight shots. Wow, that's crazy. By the time the Olympics were over, he came back as like one of the biggest stars in the league. That's true. Yeah, that would do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I had a great time with the in-season tour. Like you said, caring about games in December and the players care. That's, that's players what mattered care. the most. That's what made the it. The players care. And it was good because we got like this old team, the Lakers, and then we had this young, hungry team, the Pacers. So it was like it worked out perfectly for a first year, I feel. Like, it couldn't have been any better. Like, it was, wow, I can't wait. Uh, they'll probably make some tweaks, I'm sure. Maybe uh, redo the grouping. I think the grouping could be a little better. Maybe the scheduling of how they how they work it. But I'm into it. Let's go. Bring it back next year. Let's go, baby. I would, I'm, if you can run this in other sports, obviously football doesn't play into this at all um, because the whole season is basically the in-season yes. tournament. Yeah, but for these longer seasons, like what could you do with baseball? I don't know because they definitely don't want to change. They already yeah, have the they complain about classic. and they complain about the World Baseball Classic as yeah. is, which I do. But see, I I love that. I love having the World Baseball Classic because all the players get up for it, and so it's a fun way to care about fucking March baseball. I mean, the last WBC last year. Think about it. Great. We had it ended with yeah. a do or die game. Otani on the mound and Mike Trout at bat. Like you couldn't awesome. have written it better than that. What a at bat. It's great. Crazy strikeout. Love it. Oh, so good. Baseball, baby. When it's good, it's so good. But Gomez, I had a bunch of stuff to watch this week. Woo! I heard you did some watching, baby. Like I said, I enjoy having our little Facebook group that we have. And first off, one of the council of Jeff's, Jeff Manalia said he watched We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. That's on YouTube. It was a direct-to-video release in 1994. The whole premise of this thing is that it's Christmas Eve and the turtles just realize that they haven't gotten Splinter a gift. So they got to go to the surface and there's some singing and some dancing and some rapping and shenanigans ensue. And it's all kinds of good stuff, depending on who you are. Oh, Gomez played a little clip of this in last week's episode. And the Ninja Turtles in this are basically Kofi Kingston. (laughs) They start (laughs) off with Jamaican accents. And then a few minutes later, they're just normal chatting it up. It's like, hey, I'm okay. Just like, who's singing voices is Jamaican? I don't even understand. (laughs) Yo, when the opening song is Deck D Hollers with Pepperoni. After, like, si- after talking normal, hey, Ralphie, what's going on? And then he's just singing. Which it's like, what is this? Now, Jeff's, Jeff gave it a negative quintuple main man. Yes. I've seen the Star Wars holiday special. We watched that last year. We really so that. I know where rock bottom is for holiday specials. Oh, man. <laughs> this is not as bad as the Star Wars holiday special. I think it's more entertaining. You're more laughing like, what the fuck? Star Wars is just like, ugh, what and is happening Star Wars here? is a slog. Yes, it's like, ugh, what is because this? Because the Star Wars special is two hours. That's true, too. Yes, this is only 22 minutes. This, this is 25 minutes high. in and out yeah. like a bank robbery. Nobody gets yes. hurt. You just have your ego <laughs> bruised. 
the Star Wars special, because of the advertising request, originally was supposed to be an hour, but the network was getting so many requests for advertising that they mandated they stretch it another hour. So now all of a sudden, these Star Wars people had another hour to fill, and we're like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Could you so fill it, it was all they did. And it shows. it shows 20 minutes of Ewoks, not Ewoks, fucking Wookiees talking. Wookiees on, <laughs> on Life Day. Uh, brevity is key here for this Ninja Turtle special. <laughs> so because of that, it's bad. Oh, yeah, it's it, bad. All this, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> uh, but I, I still give it a single main man. Ooh, look at that. That's that's generous. Because I think at least the fact that they took the time to write all these songs, there there is a couple of good lines in there and some and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's the it's the Christmas season. <laughs> oh man, is this a sign of things to come? Joe's generosity with the main man standing? They call me the Baron of Benevolence. Let's see if that holds true. I can't. So wait. this is this is on YouTube. Like I said, for all you guys who want yeah, to check it out, feel free. It. Just look up. We wish you a turtle Christmas, Gomez. You did a Twitch stream this weekend. Yes, I did for the, one of the movies we watched, the Mean One. Uh, you also streamed this as yes, well. Yes, I did. Yes, I put this in there and then a couple other clips. I had to. We talked about it. I said, let me put this on there just in case Eminem wants to see this train wreck. And boy, they were, they were like, oh, my God, I have to watch this after this other thing. <laughs> and that was kind of the reaction I had when I watched this next thing, Gomez. Once again, a suggestion from the group. I believe it was Joey Hudson who recommended it. And then other people piggybacked on it that they wanted me to see this. You said it was definitely not the kind of thing you would think to no. show me. No. And this is called Adult Swim's Yule Log. And this is from 2022. It runs an hour and 31 minutes. Found it very easily on HBO Max. I said, you know yes. what? HBO Max has all that other Adult Swim stuff. They got the Venture Brothers and Harvey Birdman. I'm sure they have Yule Log. And they did. Lucky you. <laughs> What's the... Do you have a description? What, what, how do they I talk do. about this move? I'm interested to see what they say. What do they say? What starts as a simple log feed devolves into a surrealist nightmare as a couple and a group of podcasters spend the night in a double-booked cabin that is secretly occupied by evil and murderous forces. Yeah, okay. That's the movie. Now, I went into this knowing absolutely nothing. nothing. Yes. 100%. What, I, didn't I, saw... up. I didn't check on anything. You didn't tell me anything. No, we never. Because I had the same thing. All I had was last year came out and people were talking about, oh, this Adult Swim Yule Log, you got to check it out. So I'm like, what? A Yule Log? And that's how the movie starts, right? The movie starts with just a video of a Yule Log. So it that's starts with the Yule Log, which is common now around the holidays, right? Yeah. These Yule Log videos where people just let them play and they go and it makes them feel like extra into the holidays. And the Yule Log on this opening sequence is very long and as i hit play and this thing starts watching the log watching the log still watching the log and that fucking thing is burning 
and it's going. I'm like, these motherfuckers ribbed me. It's just a fucking regular U-Log video. They fucking ribbed me. I love it. There might be like a full two minutes of yes. just regular U-Log to open yeah. this thing. And I'm sitting on the couch going, they fuck like these motherfuckers. They fucking caught me with the oop-de-oop. I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> and I genuinely, I was about to shut this thing off. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's no fucking way. I'm sitting here for an hour and a half just watching a fucking goddamn piece of wood burn. Uh... <laughs> then this woman walks into frame and she's vacuuming. She's doing some cleaning. She's on the phone. I'm going, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Like, whatever. It makes sense. And then chaos ensues, Gomez. And I'm sitting there going, what is happening? For a while, I, I was wondering, is this whole movie going to take place in the background as we watch the Yule Law? Because that's all you get for like five minutes. You just hear people talking and stuff is happening. You hear screams and like there's like a whole movie happening in the background. I was like, this is interesting. If they're going to do a whole, I was like, but an hour and a half of this? I said, this is crazy. And then it turns. <laughs> We get murders, we get a home invasion, we get time travel, we get portals to fireplace dimensions, we get gory deaths, we get aliens, aliens we get aliens yes. coming Don't down. The aliens. <laughs> we got racism. We like this runs the gamut. <laughs> this runs the gamut of themes that you could have baked into one movie in one place at the same time. It is all the themes and all the ideas. It definitely is. And every time something would change and there'd be like a transition, I'm going, but, but why? <laughs> the log is just jumping out of the fireplace and chasing why? people around Killing his people, house. Chasing people. <laughs> why? <laughs> Bro, it's <laughs> I don't think I, I genuinely mean this. We've been doing this show about seven and a half years now. I don't think I have ever watched a movie where I was as flabbergasted <laughs> by what I, I was seeing. I believe than it. Adult Swim Yule Log. I 100% believe that statement because I'm thinking of all the things I showed you. And yeah, this one's up there, bro. This is why I was like, I can't. This movie is so bananas that I cannot make Joe watch. I can't. I can't do it. It is so bananas. And yet I'm fucking glued to the TV. Like, I can't turn away. I I don't know if I like it, if I don't like it, what it looks like, acts like, tastes like, what it likes, what it does. I just know I have to keep watching. Yes, because you don't know what is literally you have no clue what is going to happen next. No way you could know. And by the end of it, I had to like sit there. I exhale. I light a cigarette. And I just thought about what my purpose on this planet is. <laughs> and I said, my God, that's a triple main man of a movie. Wow. I love it. I didn't. Th I thought you would be like, "What the fuck is on my screen?" I was. I know you were, but in the what is this? 
it just gets to the point where it becomes so much. Like by the time the alien spaceship docks, I'm going, oh, wait one second. Yes. Because <laughs> it's crazy already <laughs> with a log flying around, killing people. And then all of a sudden, hey, guys, here's some fucking aliens. <laughs> So I know a bunch of you guys who listen to this show and are in the group. I know you've seen this. I know you wanted me to watch it. I did. And honestly, I've I've spent more time doing worse things. Love it. I love to hear that. I, I love it. It's oh. definitely, if you're the kind of person who is into these movies that are fucking weird, these Gomez-type movies, and a lot of you guys are. The majority of you people are. I'm in the minority on this show. But if you are into these fucking weirdo fucking movies, this is up your alley, man. It's on HBO it's Max. So Definitely go check it out. It's 100% one of the weirdest things you will ever see. It is. If you if you haven't seen it and you hear us talking about it and you go, wow, this sounds crazy. It's even crazier. I'm, we're telling you. We, 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 we scratched the surface of the craziness that is seen in this movie. Oh, my goodness. Joe, uh, I did some holiday special watching of my own, baby. Mm. Mm, tell me about it. I jumped on to the, the Amazon Prime, and I checked out this new animated feature called Merry Little Batman. Mm, it's mm. a little Batman cartoon. This is new? Just came out this past week. Ooh. Thursday, Friday. It's about 90 minutes long. It's about Batman and his son, uh, Damian Wayne. You oh, know? I thought you were going to uh, say Batman Jr. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the little kid, he's a little he's little in this one, probably, you know, 8, 10 years old. He's on the young side. And, uh, of course, he wants to be Batman, you know, of course. And uh, one day, Batman gets called away on a mission. And little Batman here is home alone. And... We get a home alone situation. There are home bad invasion, guys. Baby, we love it. Home invasion, trying to get into the the mansion there, and other stuff happen. And uh, I'll say I enjoyed it, but one of the the major issues that people are gonna have is the animation on this is unlike any Batman thing you've ever seen. Oh, it is. It's like I saw someone. I, one of our one of our guys mentioned it. I don't remember which one. Sorry, I'm sure you'll you'll give yourself credit on the group. Uh, they said it looked like a a cow and chicken cartoon. Do you remember cow and chicken on Nickel, yeah. on Cartoon Network? Yeah, like it's kind of cruelly drawn and stuff for a and, Batman cartoon, really. And it's a Batman, yeah. And so it's not as serious, you know. It's very jokey, you know. I wouldn't say as jokey as like a Lego Batman or something, but it's it's plenty funny and and it's not trying to be serious. It's trying to be silly. But this animation style, I'm telling you, if you can get past it, I think you'll have a good time and have fun. But there's going to be a lot of people going, this is just the ugliest looking cartoon I ever saw in my fucking life. Mm. But it's good. Merry Little Batman, Amazon Prime, about 94 minutes, 97 minutes, something like that. a new Batman thing like that is on Amazon and not HBO Max. That's the thing, too, is, right, you were watching uh, Yule Log, and I said... Oh, let me go on HBO Max. I said, I, I think there was some Batman thing that came out. Like, I was remembering this, and I was like, why? It's not here. And so I did a quick Google search, and it said Amazon Prime. I'm like, but why is Amazon getting DC? I don't understand how this works. Shouldn't that yeah. be Max? I don't know. Whatever. But Amazon Prime, check it out. I, I think it's fun. It's, it's good. 
So that just leaves me with our two big movies for this week, Gomez. You all caught up then? Yeah, you know, I watched Muppet Christmas Carol with the little one. Oh, how did time watching. She enjoyed it. Getting nervous because she's not a big human movie people. You know, she likes the cartoons. But I was like, the Muppets. The Muppets will make it. You know, she's got to know Christmas Carol. And at first she was kind of, but by the end she was like, oh, my God, look at this. Like she was all into into Tiny Tim. She felt so bad for Tiny Tim and everything. Marley so- and Marley. <laughs> yes. It was good. That got it. Once they started singing, I think like she was like, all right, I could get into this. So she's so listening to the soundtrack and stuff now? No, but you know what she started listening to? She started for some reason, weeks later, she's now heavy onto the Trolls soundtrack for the new one. Ooh. Like listening to that and like asking questions about NSYNC and, and new kids on the block and stuff like that. So Really? Yeah, it's fun. So we're going to start playing some of that stuff for her. Trolls, by the way, Gomez, came in fourth at the box office this week. <sighs> wow. That's crazy. Very poor week at the box office. Number one was a new release called The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, it's a Mrs. Yeah, Mizuzaki uh movie. Only ten point four million dollars. So if that's, that's a number lot. one at the box office, it's a, it's a lot for that movie. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. Not for number one at the box office. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Number two is still the Hunger Games. Hunger Games just keep. It's not making a shit ton of money. I mean, it's up to like one hundred and thirty-five million dollars. Still now. steady, that's, slow and steady wins the race. That's what you want. But then, yeah, Trolls at number four with six. And then Wish only bringing in another five. Still not hasn't even hit fifty million. Did you see this thing that uh, next year Pixar they're gonna re-release all these movies in theaters that didn't get a proper release? Yes, because I did of the see COVID. That. Who's going to see? Like, who's going to run movies to see that have been available like uh, for three years? Like three years on streaming. So, uh, Soul was one. Soul, Luca, Burning Luca, Red, and Turning Red was the other. Yeah, Turning Red. That, I'm like, who? Like, I know people like these movies, whatever. But you saw it already. You saw it years ago. I get they got no movies out, right? There's nothing coming out, so they got to find a way to try to get some profit this year in the movie theaters. But I, I don't think that's that's it. No, I really. I, how much does how much is it really costing them to do this? You know what I mean. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be some low cost where it's like, hey, if we make ten million dollars, hey, that's an extra ten million we didn't have, you know? Because I can't imagine they're gonna. But I mean, right? It's probably already in the budget, right? They probably already have a budget for like uh, motion picture advertising and this and that for the year set aside. So maybe it's like we got to spend it on something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's now, what it is. Turning red and Luca both. <laughs> have immense online yeah. clap back Be- against them because people think they're like liberal uh social justice warrior bullshit type yeah. i i don't get that I girl, mean, had the, the girl had a period bro the girl had a Girls period so somehow we're, <laughs> come on bro yeah. I'm more concerned with Luca telling the entire world that everybody, all Italians are sea monsters. All, all Italians are nasty, horrible sea monsters. <laughs> That's what I'm worried. No, no one seems to be taking up that cause. They want to focus on a same-sex relationship that may even not exist, but instead, we're just outwardly letting Disney call all the Italian people sea monsters, but that's fine. It's unbelievable. Fucking woke Disney. Pick and choose in their wokeness. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not a sea monster. <laughs> You're not, baby. 
You're a handsome boy. I'm a ha- I'm a boy, <laughs> and my name um, is Anakin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've watched some other stuff, but now there's nothing else I need to. We could. Uh... I watched Jingle all the way this week because Ooh. I did the bonus pod with the major guys. I saw, yeah. So I was on that. I watched Jingle all the way. Uh, still sucks. Yeah, it's okay. Like it's it has its moments. It's not great. The third act is really bad. Yeah, once the parade and everything, yes. and then the, yeah, it's yeah, that's not fun. That's why it gets it's silly. Really bad. Uh, the first two acts, I'm kind of with it. I'm like, oh, it's okay. fun. Like, trying to get the toy. Running Bill around Hartman town. is good. Sinbad yeah. is good. Uh, but that third act, once he's in the suit and we get all the effects of him like not knowing how to fly, and he's just it becomes like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes. And it's like this is way too much. Did you? Did the other boys? Did the other boys like it? Like, is this a movie they love or something? Uh, Matt likes it because he's liked it ever since he was a kid. Sure. Mark watched it for the first time with his family, oh. and they all enjoyed it. Okay. And Brian's kind of like, eh, I guess it was okay. I, I feel like, yeah, it, I feel it's okay. He's got his kids watching it now. They put it on a lot. He's like, he's not sitting there watching it with them. Sure, but he's not like completely turned off by it which i don't think it's a terrible thing i just think the third act is so bad that it so incredibly misses the landing that it ruins the rest of the movie for me i get that yeah we watched home alone 2 shiloh's friends they're on a home alone kick so they're just watching home alone and home alone 2 all the time how does she feel about the first home alone because i I still think the first home alone is great i think that holds up i think it's great yeah, she loves it. It's one of the one of the first non-cartoon things I had showed her, and uh, she loves it. She watches it, and this was her first time watching Home Alone too. And she was like, "Oh, I like that. That was good. That was fun too." So, so she's into it. This is actually a good transition because one of the movies we watched today was at the time the second highest grossing holiday film behind Home Alone. Really, it made that much money. Wow, The Grinch. Or how the Grinch stole Christmas. Well, that's the thing, too, bro. It was called the Grinch. Now everything is how the Grinch. Yeah, that's not the name of the movie, bro. It was called the Grinch. It was. It's been changed because I'm like, this is bullshit. If you even look at how they write it, like the Grinch is like in a green font, and then it's kind of like how the Grinch stole in little letters, like around it. Yeah. So like, get out of here with this, because I saw that too. I said, this is not the name of this fucking movie. Do you want to start with the Grinch then? Yeah, let's start or, with the or Grinch. Or how the Grinch? Yes, let's start with the Grinch. I think, because, I, you know, it's the basic story that we all know, just a little extended. Okay. Yeah. What's your background with the Grinch to begin with, Gomez? The regular cartoon Grinch is, was always, like, my favorite thing. I always loved the Grinch. I always look forward to it, watching it on CBS. You know, I liked Rudolph. I liked Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Snoopy. I guess Charlie Brown Christmas was like up there charlie brown christmas and the grinch those would be my things growing up the grinch was my favorite it's so good with all the holiday specials that would come out um i always loved the grinch there's just something about it i bought into when it first came out on dvd i got it on dvd why i don't know we just loved buying dvds back in the day but you did bro it's just what we did (laughs) the amount of dvds that i would ask for for christmas is oh absurd. yeah, it was always a list of DVDs. Yep, and you um, get some of them. It's like okay, some of my favorite Christmas things ever: The Grinch, Muppet Family Christmas is yes, I love 
The He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special, obviously, I talk about it. Muppets and He-Man, I watch on Christmas Eve every year like clockwork. That's just my routine. But the Grinch always held a special place in my heart. And when this Jim Carrey movie comes out, I immediately hated it. Yes, it was definitely it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> now, I haven't watched it in a very long time. So I was interested to see how I was going to feel about it 20 years after the fact. This movie originally sure. came out in 2000, yeah. runs an hour and 44 minutes. When I look at the ratings across the board, very mediocre. IMDb, I was say it's like in the middle, right? IMDb gives it a 6.3. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes gives it a 49%. The audience score is 58%. But this thing made fucking money. It made $55 million opening weekend and then worldwide grossed $345.8 million on a $123 million budget. Made it the sixth highest grossing film of the year 2000. Of the year 2000. <laughs> you see, you, you say the budget like that, but you see that money in that movie because you could see all these elaborate sets and everything. Like, they built the fucking Whoville. They like, built that whole Whoville set at, yeah. in the back lot of Universal Studios Hollywood. And awesome. it stayed there for about 20 oh. years. I think they only broke it down because after so much time, it used to be part of the back lot tour and stuff as sure, well. Yeah, of course. And they would That'd use awesome it for the ho- like Grinchmas and the holiday stuff. Yeah. But finally, like it broke down, the paint eroded, all that stuff. So yeah. they finally uh, demolished it in 2020. Wow, that lasted that long, 2020. Yeah. Wow, crazy. So the five movies to finish above the Grinch in 2000: Mission Impossible 2 at 546 okay. million. Sure, that was huge. Yeah, Gladiator, 503 yeah, that- million. It's like you forget, but yeah, that movie was that movie massive. Was yes, it was. Wow, so crazy. This That's one wild. at number three kind of surprised me because I don't think of it as a big box office type of movie. But Castaway with Tom Hanks, wow. four hundred and twenty-nine million. That's insane! Wow. And if you thought that was insane, how about the Mel Gibson Helen Hunt classic? What women want at three hundred and seventy-four million dollars. That's just I mean, that's like Mel Gibson at like the height of his like, but like geez. But this is your classic adult rom-com. Yes. These aren't movies that no historically do huge box office numbers. This is honestly the kind of movie you would have even trouble bankrolling today like this is the kind of movie that ends up on netflix or streaming we really don't get a lot of these in big theater releases anymore and they're certainly not doing 370 million dollars at the box office now with that being said (laughs) i love this movie what (laughs) what women want is one of my favorite movies I love it. <laughs> I love this movie. I must. I have probably seen this movie fifty times. So, 
so the movie is he can hear what women right he works at an advertising agency but uh-huh. he's like a machismo yeah, guy macho guy yeah he's he has basically pissed off the rest of the people in the office and he develops this ability to read women's minds and know what they're thinking and he see, he hears how little respect they have for him and they think he's like such an asshole and a chauvinist and all this and he goes about changing the way he acts based on what he's hearing so at one point he's in bed with marissa tomei and her thoughts are that he's really bad at sex and she goes i wish he would just this and he starts doing that so by the end of it he becomes like the sex god of course yes (laughs) and then he steals a promotion a pr proposal that helen hunt was going to make to nike about like you know, they, they're trying to get into this women's sports market and they're like whatever the thing is. And he hears like what she's going on and he just spits it out and Whoa, he, he gets credit shit. for the whole thing. And watching it now, I'm sure is very problematic. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like it I seems like it. an innocent, but like watching it now, this guy that just, oh, he's like the cool guy and he's this and he's. Now he's stealing women's ideas. He's basically yeah. lying to every woman that he comes in contact with. It's ve- it's not a nice guy. <laughs> oh man! Now you give me the same powers. I am doing the exact same thing. Obviously, I am not a nice guy. I'm not Mister Nice. I'm Mister Not Nice. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> And I dare any one of you to not use your powers like that for evil. It's very easy. You know, the dark side is so easy, bro. The light side is hard. The light side is so hard. That's why the dark side's so fun. I never had to wonder why Anakin went to the dark side. Like, duh. Give in, bro. It's so easy. It's fun over here, right? Who wants to get into heaven, right? Hell is where the party's at. As the world's worst songwriter, Billy Joel, once said, I would rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. Sounds like he's a great songwriter if you're remembering this lyric all these years later. But what women want in the year 2000... $374 million, the number four movie at the box office that year and then number five was the disney movie dinosaur which i thought was a complete failure i've always thought of dinosaur as a colossal failure but it brought in 356 million dollars i totally thought that was a failure like the way people talked about that for years was like oh what a disaster this dinosaur yeah that's insane bro that like just blew my mind that they made that much money and all i've thought about is how a colossal flop that was must have been uh, a big budget or something i guess right because it was cg right? i guess Maybe. so at the time see the cg must have been lower evolved at that point too you know you're talking 23 years in the past uh, i also thought this was fun so we had the grinch at number six number seven was meet the parents it's just man, adult movies bro used to fucking make money what happened 330 million dollars for a comedy, like an adult comedy. Yes, there's nothing to it. It's just silly jokes. There's no, there's, wow. 
That is crazy. And number nine on the list, I thought this was interesting because the movie release schedule that we have today is largely because of the success of this movie. X-Men. $296 million. Wow. That's that was good, yeah. That that did change the world, folks. It did. For good or bad. Wow. So yeah, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And now you said 135 million dollar budget, 123 million dollar budget. At least you can see where it went. Yes. The first thing I am into when I'm watching this movie back is how lovely it looks. And it really does. It yes. looks exactly how you've always pictured. Yes, how you would think a lot of Dr. Seuss. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And it's the feeling I got when I first went to the Hogwarts section of Universal sure, Studios. Yes, it's awesome. Yep, it is. So when I first walked in there as a Harry Potter fan who's read all the books multiple times and I walk into this section of the theme park for the first time, I said, wow, like this is exactly how I pictured it. And that's the feeling I get when I'm watching this movie. I think the sets are so well done. The costuming, the makeup is very, very well done. This is a very pretty movie to look at. Yes, I agree. 100%. You see that money. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like, <laughs> in the words of Bruce Pritchard, and then the bell rings. <laughs> yes. In this case, it's, and then the movie starts. And from the get-go, from the very first scene, the Who's are portrayed as these greedy pre yeah, like, they're not nice they're not nice and no one in this movie is nice at all there's outside of the little girl cindy lou who who is no more than two even though she's significantly older than two in this movie way older <laughs> um outside of her the who's are pretty unlikable yeah they deserve what they get <laughs> and the you got these asshole teenagers climbing up to the mountain to bother the Grinch for no reason. He's not bothering you. He's he just staying at the top of his mountain eating his onions and chilling. But no, they gotta show up at his house and fucking egg his door and do all fucking asshole teenager stuff. No wonder he's pissed off. We get a little bit of background on the Grinch. Yeah, the includes... baby Grinch. <laughs> Baby Grinch. <laughs> Completely unnecessary in my book. Yes. Well, I mean, that's the problem, right? This thing is a 25-minute cartoon that's two Stretched hours now. out to an yeah, an hour and 44 minutes. That's that's a big, that's a lot, a lot of gaps to fill in. And that's where you get baby Grinch. <laughs> and we get baby Grinch being found after all the who's are dancing it up at a key party. Oh, baby. <laughs> Risque for a kid's movie. And I understand that most kids are going to have that go over their head. Yes, it means nothing. What does it mean? But even to me, I'm watching that going, wait a minute. Like, why Why was that joke necessary? Because you got to know the who's love to fuck, bro. The who's be fucking. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do, baby. <laughs> They're perfect. They got those crazy hair. You just kind of latch on. It's good. Uh, so this movie's a Ron Howard joint. Oh yeah, it feels yeah. like a 
Ron Howard movie. Hundred percent. It does feel like a Ron Howard movie. <laughs> Jim Carrey obviously is the Grinch. Jeffrey Tambor is the mayor. He's a fucking dickhead. We know Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development. What was the other show he did on Amazon? Transparent? Transparent, yes. Yeah, that was he, a big he, one. He's won a lot of awards yes. for that. He got in trouble, though, for that. He got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christine Baranski, who's yes, she's, she's one of those one, women who she's is like, she's that a that girl. girl. Yeah. Yep. 100%. She's in a ton of stuff. When you see her, you're like, oh, I know her. She's in a bunch of stuff. Yes. She plays Martha May Huvier, who is the Grinch's love interest, because God forbid we have a movie without a love interest. Tell and then know. we are introducing Taylor Momsen as Cindy Lou Who, who I believe is probably best known for Gossip Girl. Yes, sure. Oh, yes. She's in Spy Kids too. She's also the lead <clears throat> singer of it's one of the articles I was reading as I did research called her the lead singer of one of the 2000s most successful rock bands. And uh, I forget. Pretty the, Reckless? That's the name Pretty the Reckless. Name? Yeah, the what? <laughs> and I think they have one song, right? There's one any... song by them that I, you, the you make me wanna die. Oh my god, that's the one song I know. Well, so, the most successful band in the 2000s. I don't know. Rob Thomas may have something to say about this. My good friend Rob Thomas. <laughs> you love him. He's the best. You mentioned Jim Carrey. How, how I was just about, about to go to that. Yeah, how do you feel about his portrayal? Here? Now, at this point, Jim Carrey has, I feel like his star has significantly dimmed from the heights. It's the come down. It it's before. the come down. This yeah. is definitely the come down. Yeah. Uh, I believe right before this, he's coming off Man on the Moon, which didn't do sure. gangbusters at the box office. And a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork to complain about what an asshole he was. Yes, because he was doing the Andy Kaufman thing. And, Couldn't break yeah. character, and he was just yes. driving everyone nuts. Uh, more and more of those stories come out after this movie because of the fucking makeup that he had to endure. He would claim it would take eight hours to put on all his prosthetics and his makeup. Realistically, it was two hours and 15 minutes, but he, but he yes. compared it to being buried alive every day. <laughs> but, I mean... This is one thing that everyone complains about, right? When they yeah. got to do these prosthetics and you're sitting in that chair for three hours to put on, like, that does sound just terrible. But at the same time, the first day in makeup, he throws a fit, kicks a hole through the wall of his trailer and says, I'm not doing this. Oh. What the fuck did you sign up for? Like, you know, going in, like, this is part of the deal. It's so funny. It's true. I, I unless he thought there was some other way they were going to turn him into the Grinch. I don't know. Like day thirty-two, I get it. You're <laughs> yes, fucking I've had, had it with it. Day one, fucking eat shit and like it. At least for a little bit. At one point, the makeup guy even fucking quits, and is like, "I'm not fucking working with this guy. He's a piece of shit." <laughs> His suit is made of yak hair. It's dyed green and it's yeah. sewn onto a spandex suit under it. Yeah, like the makeup is rough, but that suit looks rough too to be walking around in that heavy ass looking suit. Now, I think him as the Grinch looks good. Sure. I think he looks like a good Grinch. 
for all the problems that are with this movie, I don't think any of them are visual. Everything you are looking at looks like I feel like it should. Sure, I get that, yeah. Even down to him as the Grinch. I think his facial expressions are great. Even the way he's manipulating the prosthetics on his face, I think is great. The one thing I don't like is why he chose to do this Sean Connery accent as the Grinch. Yes, this weird voice thing. It doesn't take me out of the movie, but it just, I question the methods. But honestly, I think I don't think Jim Carrey is the problem with this movie. I think the script is the problem with this movie. I don't think it's a good script. I think the portrayal of the Who's as just this complete group of assholes doesn't do anyone any favors. And by the time we get through the classic Grinch stuff so he can steal Christmas and give it back, by the time they give Christmas back, I'm like, these motherfuckers don't deserve it. They don't deserve shit. I agree. The The main problems are the script because, like we said, it's a 25-minute cartoon stretched into almost two hours. So they're trying to find some kind of angle, some kind of hook, and it's not working. It is, it's, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I do feel the 2018 Grinch, the animated Grinch that they did, it's, it's longer too, but I felt that, was a little, that one flowed a little better. Also, I think because, like you said, the the who's are not insufferable jerk offs that you just like, bro. You deserve to have your Christmas stolen. Fuck you. Yeah. You don't deserve that shit. So I get it. Now that is the the 2018 version is Illumination version, right? Yes, it's the Illumination okay. version. Yeah, and it's good. You know, it's it's if you like the Grinch, I think you would like that one. It's it's different, but it's not so different like this one where it's like, oh, this is this is not the Grinch I love. So at the end of the day, I feel like I did like this a little bit more than I did previously because I'm able to appreciate the other aspects of the film more now than I was back then. Back then, I was just like, oh, this movie fucking sucks. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. But here I'm looking at it and I'm going, wow, these sets are really impressive. You know, it's stuff like that that makes it more watchable to me. We complain about budgets all the time, but if you put the money into the movie, it shows and like you said, I, I love seeing him come down to the village because it's like, oh, this is this is great. This is a live action cartoon we're watching. So I mean, it's got some good going on. Yeah. But it's it's I, I would never recommend it to anyone to be like, you know, I, you I should check either. this out. Like this, this is, is not something that it's suddenly gonna make my seasonal rewatch list or anything like that. I am glad I did rewatch it though. It has been pretty much two decades if not a little bit more at this point for me to watch this movie, I am glad I got to revisit it and kind of see it through a, a more educated pair of eyes. Mm, I agree. Now, the reason we picked this movie, Joe, is because we wanted to see which version of the Grinch was the scariest one here. You know, because I think the makeup looks good, but I mean, Jim Carrey's definitely look creepy looking in that Grinch makeup, which is, I mean, he's a monster. He's stealing Christmas. You should be a little scared of him, right? It makes sense. I think baby Grinch is scarier than adult Grinch. (laughs) Baby Grinch is very creepy. (laughs) The little face. (laughs) Fucking baby Grinch. Kick that shit. Get out of (laughs) here. Oh, my goodness. So, so this one, you know, is scary, but I don't think it's so bad. So let's see how the 
2022 version of the Grinch fed here because apparently you're allowed to make Grinch stuff. I mean, I don't know how this works because I feel like this is still like if if I was to try to make money selling Grinch stuff, wouldn't they come after me, right? Like I feel like this movie definitely skirts the fine line between copyright infringement. Right? Like, I get, like, the Winnie the Pooh thing because it's in public domain, but the Grinch ain't that old to be in public domain right now. So I don't know how this movie exists, I, I, you know? Um, I think because – I think you're allowed to have a green monster maybe, right? But as long as he's not really doing the Grinch, like he's – it's just a horror movie that has a Grinch in it, really. And you're not really getting to see him. Yes, he's very yes. – He's, you know, for the most – most of the movie, you're only seeing him – uh, in very quick, speedy shots, yeah. so you're not getting you just a, seeing like a Santa suit running around. Yeah. You're not stuff. getting really a head-on glimpse of him until very short. So I don't know if they have to limit the amount of time where they're showing a Grinch-like character. So crazy, but hey, someone made a meme, or a if meme. it falls under the parody law, I, I guess it could fall in the. But I mean, then why wouldn't more? people do stuff yeah. like that right yeah. like that's what i mean like to, and it's not like this is a i want to say like it's a big movie but it's like it got a theatrical a limited theatrical release yes it did last year you know so like it is on the radar of people <laughs> it's not like one of these pieces of things that found on dollars at the box office that's a lot because it only played a couple showings i tried to see it last year but it was so limited you know i couldn't do it and then it uh it didn't get released until later this year like a whole year later, they said, oh, we're going to hold it. It makes sense too, right? Yeah. If you're not going to release it right then, release it next year for the holiday. So this is out. It's on VOD. So you would have to pay your $5 to watch this. Or if you jumped on the Twitch stream last weekend, I streamed this all weekend long. Uh, several people in there. We had nice discussions. I was on the computer all day doing stuff, so I got to talk to some of you. We got some ideas for next year, slaying and slaying. It was it was a good time in that chat. Oh good. boy, <laughs> good suggestions. Our passengers, they're they're throwing out good ones. I'm taking notes. We're gonna have a good year next year. <laughs> uh, so this is called the Mean One. It is a 2022 release. Clocks in at one hour. And 33 minutes end, according to IMDb, in a sleepy mountain town, Cindy's parents are murdered and her Christmas is stolen by a bloodthirsty green figure in a red Santa suit. Oh, spooky. So IMDb gives this a 3.8 out of 10. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes, a 17% fresh. Wow. With an audience score of 49%. So a big disparity there between the critics and the fans. Like I said, made over $600,000 in its limited box office release. Nobody really of note or any kind no. of fame in this movie. I would think the biggest star is uh, David Howard Thornton, who is plays the mean one in this, but is probably best known for playing uh, the clown guy from Terrifier. Yes, Art the Clown. Yes. I love it. Um, so this movie, I had not seen this movie. 
Uh, this was oh, my first haven't. time. No, I just said there's an evil Grinch movie. We got to watch it. So I had no idea whether I heard, you know, it's not so good. Obviously, I hear those things, but I'm like, all right, but it's an evil Grinch movie. We, we got to watch this movie. It, it's perfect. Um, I will say I didn't think it was as worse, as terrible as uh, I had heard. Uh, this is not a great movie. Like we say here, it is basically just a a slasher movie that just it happens to have a, a green monster show up every once in a while. You could have made this any type of person and just tell the same kind of story and there would be no difference. Like there's nothing to it other than he's green. Like that's pretty much it. So I kind of agree with you to a point. I didn't think it was as bad as I was expecting going in. Yes, but it's also it's not good. good. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Definitely, I yes. think this movie is a good idea. Yes, and I think it probably makes a great trailer. Yes, I. But agree. I don't think it has any depth beyond a two minute TikTok. Maybe a short film, right? Do like five minutes or something like that, just in and out. I get it. I, yeah. I think the opening to it is very interesting. You get sure. Cindy Lou, you know who coming yes. down the stairs, seeing the Grinch. She gives her, you know, they're basically reenacting the thing until yes. the mother comes down, sees this green monster in her house, goes to attack it. He ends up killing her by mistake. Accidentally. He did not mean to kill this woman. So she now, did come at him. She came at him. He wasn't threatening the girl i mean he broke into their he house. he was in the house yes obviously he was, shouldn't have been there but we don't know exactly what's he doing in there right we don't know what's and happening at this opening scene i'm kind of invested right off the bat like oh like he's yes. he's an accidental killer he didn't mean to do this what where does this take us and that's where it stops being interesting because it doesn't take us anywhere there's no, no background there's no explanation it's just this girl moves out of town 20 years later she comes back to it with her father because i guess they finally decide to sell the house in newville which is the town yes now at this point why haven't you sold the house or why haven't Insane. you hired a real estate anyone you don't got to go back to do it just sell the fucking house bro they go back to this town the town has outlawed christmas you know like in footloose has outlawed dancing this That's is it. the christmas version of footloose Yes, they get in trouble for having decorations on their car. <laughs> and we get this weird kind of will-they-won't-they they story between the girl yeah, Cindy the and the and local the, cop. The cop, yeah. And obviously the mayor and the sheriff are in cahoots to hide uh, a rash of disappearances because they know there's a monster, but he's never been brought to justice. In fact, even when the mother is killed at the beginning of the movie... And the girl is being interviewed by the police. She describes the person she saw did it or the thing she saw do it, describes him as the Grinch. And the cop like blows it off and goes, well, we found this green mask on the ground outside the house. Yes. So do you want to tell us what you really saw? Motherfucker, <laughs> this, this is what pisses me off. This is where like my first instance with this movie where it pisses me off. Love it. If she saw a guy and said he had a green face. And they said, oh, yeah, well, we found this green mask. Okay, so even if he was wearing a green mask, he still looked fucking green to me. 
I still not gonna know what his fucking real person face looked like. It's true. You yes. dumb son of a bitch. Now go be a cop and find the guy who killed my fucking mom. Like that old show Justified on the Fox Network, where the commercials used to play during the NFL football schedule every time. I I, I don't care about money. I just want them to go to jail for killing my mom. Bury me, bury me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it had the Joker's band, not the Joker's band. Uh, he is the joke. Oh, yeah, he he is. is the joke. Yeah, it is the joke. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I got that one thing. Even if he was wearing the green mask. Yes, he's still green. Yes. He's still green. You know, yes. I'm telling you what I saw. She's a little girl telling you what she saw. And now you just want to make her into a fucking like, oh, she's fucking crazy. She's seeing a, a green monster. Oh, but we found this green mask. Yeah, great detective work, dickhead. Uh, <laughs> Joe protecting them kids, bro. What do you do? What are you being mean to that poor girl? Just lost her mother. <laughs> I just like this is fucking r- ridiculous. Oh, why God. she comes back to town and then why she stays in town makes no sense to me. She has no relationship with these people. She's obviously built up some kind of life outside of Newville. She looks healthy and relatively happy until they get to this fucking town. Then when they get there, everyone's treating her like a fucking pariah. Everyone's treating her like she's a fucking crazy piece of shit. Everyone can't wait for her to get out of the fucking town and they're like no we're just gonna stay in the house through the holiday the house my mother was fucking killed in now i gotta be forced to relive it during the christmas season the thing that's gonna trigger my fucking ptsd the thing that's gonna trigger my fucking flashbacks the killer is still on the loose never been found and this is where my dad wants to take me for christmas this is a very bad dad (laughs) maybe he's Maybe he thinks it's time to face our, our fears. And, and he's in the car singing songs and spreading is, joy. It's not like place. a somber like this visit. This is your it's fucking like... wife we're talking about. <laughs> she was killed. And it's like you can't think of anything that would make you more happy than to go fucking spend the night at the place your wife was fucking killed. Uh... <laughs> I can't lie. You got a point. <laughs> This is and this is not like a 1983 fucking troll in a basket movie. This is 2022. Someone should have fucking thought about this. I fucking thought about it. I thought about it 10 seconds from watching it. I thought about it. Why didn't anyone think about this? Oh, they're too busy. They're counting those dollar signs from their Grinch, evil Grinch movie idea. That's all it is. They had an idea and said, we got to rush, rush this product out. Let's go. So, of course, they spend the first night in the house. The Grinch, I'm sorry, the mean one comes back and he kills the father now. So now, instead of running away, leaving town and never coming back here again, what does this girl do? She gets a fucking training montage like it's a Trey Parker and Matt Stone movie to like the fucking caroling of the bells or whatever the fuck the yeah. song is like called home alone, like when home alone when he's getting the yeah, traps like ready he's, <laughs> she's hulking up in the backyard with like a fucking <laughs> pair of boxing gloves oh it was good bro <laughs> that was i love that part i thought the montage was great the training montage was hilarious what a fucking piece of shit of a movie <laughs> once again 
a good idea. I, I feel like this is very, very similar to the movie we watched last week. It's a wonderful knife where in theory, the premise has a lot of potential. An evil Grinch movie, and now he he not just taking your tree, he's fucking killing your mom. All right, I'm interested. I'll buy yeah. that for a dollar. Okay, well, what happens then? Uh, step three, profit. I feel that's a lot of horror movies I watch where I go, oh, that sounds that sounds interesting, and I'm like, oh, it could have been interesting, but they went this way instead of that way. I feel that happens a lot. A lot of movies should be short stories. And uh, they get stretched out. And this is what you get here. This is definitely a short that you would watch, you know, on YouTube. Like 15 minutes at the most. 15 minutes at the most. If this was something last year, Gomez showed me an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Where it was like a 20-minute or a 25-minute episode. But it was yeah, like a fun little episode. If this yeah. was that, if this was an episode of Tales from the Crypt and the, the, the Crypt Keeper was like, and here's a little tale from my nutsack and i get this fucking evil grinch thing i'd be like oh okay like this is perfectly fine but as a one hour and 33 minute feature presentation this thing just has this thing's about as deep as the kitty pool at munchkin land a perfect example, right? Last year in that same episode, I made you watch Treevenge. Remember Treevenge? Yes. With that killer, right? And it was a lot of fun. And it's like t- almost 10 minutes. And if it was any minute longer, you it would start being no good. And that's 100% it. Sometimes you got a great idea. And it's okay if your idea is only for 15 minutes. It's okay. Don't stretch this shit out, bro. <laughs> I mean, listen, I understand the value in and the desire to make a full length movie, right? Like, that's the dream. If you're a young filmmaker, I want to make movies. No one says, oh, I want to make 15 minute shorts. I don't think a lot of people grow up thinking I want to make 15 minute short stories one day. But I'd rather make a fucking badass 15 minute short than a fucking one hour and 33 minutes slog of shit. Which is what a, this movie is. A 15-minute banger short can open so many doors for you. You, someone, The right person sees it. They see what you can do. Then they give you some more money. And you do something. When you make a piece of shit like this, this guy, what, what is he doing? And the thing is, in today's world, it's really not difficult to get found anymore. You know, when we, when we did the episode about basketball a couple of months back now, the way that trey parker and matt stone got discovered is so fucking absurd like it's something that doesn't even exist anymore because now we have this thing called the internet and once something is on the internet it just takes one or two people to pass that along or share it with their friends or post it on socials or retweet it or share it to instagram store whatever the case is and then that 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 turns into four people that turns into eight people Overnight, you could have a hundred thousand views on something, and the second you have a hundred thousand views on something, odds are someone with some kind of decision making power or purchasing power somewhere is seeing that or has seen it already because they have people looking for this kind of shit to pass it up the ladder and say, Hey, this is you got to come take a look at this. Yeah, how can we make money with this? Come on, um, let's hit some music here, Joe. Let's do it. 
Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, the Battle of the Grinches, Joe. What's it gonna be? Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas or the Mean One? Let, let's start with the, the Grinch here. I'll be honest. If this was a one-on-one fight coming into it, I genuinely thought the Mean One was going to win. I thought I would have a better time watching the Mean One because I had already seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I remember not liking How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But like I said... Watching it through a pair of more educated eyes, I'm able to appreciate other things in the movie. Yes, the script is bad. Yes, the portrayals of the majority of the characters is done very poorly. Uh, But it's a very nice movie to look at. And if it helps you remember what it is that you liked about the original Grinch in the first place, at least there's some value in that. So I'm going to give... The Jim Carrey 2000 How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a double main man, two stars. It's still not a good movie, not a great movie, definitely, not something that's cracking my holiday rotation, but there are likable things within the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think two is, uh, is a good score for this movie. I think uh, it's not great. It's not the worst thing. Like you said, there are some things to, to get some enjoyment from it. So I, I think a two is uh I think a two is good. Because if you like the Grinch, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get some enjoyment of it, you know? Seeing and that Jim Carrey is good. Yeah. Yes, the, the accent's a little weird, but I think Jim Carrey is good and he is being grinchy. Sure. Now <laughs> the mean one. <laughs> A lot of the same problems I said with the movie last week, It's a Wonderful Night. Good idea. But you get angry because you see that there's potential in doing something really good here and that it's completely wasted by the people who are making this film. I think it would have made a banger of a trailer. And I actually want to, I haven't seen the trailer for this. I bet you, if you pull up the trailer for this, it's probably a holy shit. I can't wait to see this two minutes. Yes, it's a good trailer. Gotta be. There's enough here where you're like, oh my God, if you just picked and choose bits and pieces here and there, you probably get a really good something out of this. Whether it's a short, whether it's a trailer, whether it's a ticket, there's enough to pull to make something really cool out of this. But the fact is, They stretch this for an hour and 33 minutes and we still don't get like a satisfying conclusion or a satisfying explanation. You know, the Grinch is an accidental murderer. We get nothing as to, and then when we find him hanging out in the the mountain, oh, it's just, oh, there's a bunch of hikers who are missing. They find their wallets and their IDs and this person's missing and this person's missing. But, like, the Grinch killed that woman by mistake. These other people have nothing to do with anything. I don't know why that became a plot device when it had nothing to do with anything. 
a lot of it just feels like filler in this movie. Like we have to waste time here. And I don't know why we're doing that. And it, it ruins what could have been something cool and enjoyable. So for that reason, this movie, I'm given a single main man one star. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm there, which I'm going to give it a one and a half. Uh, it ain't great. Of I did enjoy some of it. That training montage cracked me up. I do like some of the narration, how they did like a narration thing, like the original Grinch. You know, I thought that was cool. But yeah, this is just a regular horror movie. And once in a while, you can see that this guy is green. There's a green monster running around. But it's a, it's a Killer Santa movie. We could have did it for next week. Killer Santa. Could have yeah. been the Grinch. So, you know, uh, I don't want to say I was disappointed because I didn't expect much. But I'm disappointed that it was an idea that could have really could have really been a home run. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Again, I don't know how this man was able to make a movie about a Grinch. Uh, so I don't know if we'll ever get a, a a sequel or another try at this, but uh, an evil Grinch is a good idea, right? Yeah. So, well, Joe, <clears throat> now uh, another unsuccessful week here. Not not doing so good with the slaying the slaying. Yeah, it's this been year. a bad season. It's been a bad season. Well, we got one week left, Joey. We got one more week of slaying and slaying. Let's see. One or two. Go out. There's only one left, baby. Mm. Yes. Mm, this is it. Three weeks we were doing. I'm it comes and goes. Now. See, now they're excited. <laughs> Let's see if we go out with a bang. This week's theme, I mentioned it in the chat. I asked for suggestions. I got some good ones. Well, here's the final results here. We're going to go with, for our slain movie, Bad Santa, the 2003 Classic, I would call it a classic. I, I've always loved this movie. Billy Bob Thornton being a, a terrible piece of shit, dressed as Santa. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So we're gonna pair that. So this is where I needed help because there's just so many evil Santa movies. That's like a go-to thing now. Yeah, at I'll, least you sourced this in the group I saw. I was not. Yes, because there's there's so many because I could have went so many different directions because I feel every year we're getting at least one movie where someone dressed as a Santa is killing people. It's like the go-to staple now. So I'm like, "Ah, do I want to go new classic, old classic? So I kind of went in the middle here. I've fallen on. We're going to watch Rare Exports. I feel this this is the movie that will get us a fun discussion, I, I think. I think. How old is this movie? This movie, I got to double check. It's like about 10 years old or something like that. Let me double check. I had it up and then I fucking... Uh, this is a 2000... Yes, 2010. Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. This is a... Uh, it's a foreign movie. It's uh, Finland. Uh, this movie... They have good scrolls over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this movie can be found on Tubi. Our good friends at Tubi coming through. Love to see it. Okay. And where's Bad Santa playing? Bad Santa is playing on Paramount. And also, if you have Pluto TV, I know that's a thing some people use. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how you could find it on there. Probably just do a search and it would pop up. But Pluto TV is free. 
So that is uh, a fun thing to do. Yeah, we're going to have a, a fun week. Bad Santa week. Oh, Let's go I've out with a bang. I've never seen either one of these movies. What? You've yeah. never seen Bad Santa? Never saw Bad Santa. Wow. That's crazy, bro. Oh, I'm excited because... I think it's going to be right up your alley. I think you're going to get a kick out of Billy Bob Thornton. I, I do. Ooh, I'm excited now. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's the 20th anniversary because we are old people. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, we are. It's, it's just crazy because I think of that and I'm like, what's a good recent Christmas movie that I like? And I'm like, oh, Bad Santa. 20 years. It ain't recent, bro. <laughs> that ain't recent. Whole generation of kids grow up thinking about that old movie, Bad Santa. Holy shit. So that's next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Joe. All right, but before we get there, we got to finish up here. Mm, let's get to it. It's now time for the big finish. All right, Joe. It's big finish time. Let's spin that wheel. Stop it. Oh, oh, this is a good one. Oh, no, it changed it. Oh, good. All right. This week's big finish our favorite arcade games. Ooh, what do you like putting those quarters into when you go out to the arcade, Joey? Let's find out. Here we go. This is really simple for me. Uh, my favorite arcade game of all time, NBA Jam. Easy, number one, not even a contest. Mm, that's a good one. I'm going to go Ninja Turtles. That Ninja Turtle arcade game was my shit. Big Apple, 3 a.m. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then when they ported that over to the NES, yes. we got that for Christmas at my house one year and got the all Game day, Genie son. on the same Ooh, Christmas. Game Genie, baby. Unlimited yes. lives. What a time to be alive. Uh, number two for me is going to be the simpsons i yes. that's still to me not like i've played any kind of recent simpsons game but nintendo tried doing simpsons games a couple times oh, they okay. never really hit the yeah. simpsons arcade game was great it got uh released to the xbox probably in like 2010 or 2011 i was able to download it it was great i loved playing it all the time so the simpsons at number two 100 percent. that's my number two uh yeah when it comes to simpson games Right, I know everyone loves Hit and Run, right? That's the game everyone loves. When you drive, it's kind of like a GTA version of The Simpsons. That was always fun. But uh, I guess Bart versus the Nightmare or something like the that. The Space one of those, Like that, you know. It was one of them when you like went to different doors. And it was like a dream. You were having a bad dream. And like there was uh. an itchy and scratchy nightmare. So it was fun. But yeah, the arcade game. Woo! Marge with the vacuum. The yep. jump rope. Just... So much now fun. it's what a Marge's time to shine. Love it. So good. Uh, number three for me. I know you people probably think I'm gonna say WrestleFest. And while that game is awesome, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not number three because it's not crazy taxi. Crazy taxi was so much fun. 
BD Joe. And you get out there and you drive around and you go to the stadium and you'd go to Tower Records and all the cool places. And you would listen to The Offspring and Bad Religion. And that was right up my alley at that point. And I love me some crazy taxi. That is a good one. I know you love that one. What would my, see, I'm trying to think for my number three, it might be something like House of the Dead or Time Crisis. Like, I love those where you step on the pedal and you hide and you boom, 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 first person shooter. I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with House of the Dead, but it's so many. Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, played the shit out of that one. The pizzeria after school. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I love arcade games. I still go. There's a spot by me at the mall, and uh, you pay $15 for the whole day, and you could just play games. That's a, all that's day a good long. deal. Yeah, they gave See, you a I think now I don't know how many games I'd actually play if I went to like a regular arcade. I'd probably want to play like the basketball, like jump shot thing. Sure, like, yeah. you know, like hit <laughs> as many shots fun. as you can in sixty seconds or whatever. Yes, like that's the kind of thing that would get my attention nowadays. Yes, that's why I'll take Shiloh to Chuck E. Cheese and I'll let her do whatever. I'm just sitting at the basketball thing, just just shooting some hoops. Hmm. All right, that's a fun one, Joe. Arcade I agree. What a fun episode, baby. Hit him with them plugs. Guys, thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to do this. Another almost full year of 2023. Remember to subscribe. Leave a five-star review. If you can take one of your friend's phones and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be appreciated. Uh, Follow on YouTube. Subscribe. Leave the comments, the likes, all the nonsense. Follow everywhere on social media at Cardjomez. You can follow all my stuff at the Joe shoes. Uh, I'll be attending toy Ohio in February. I'll be talking about more about that as we get closer. Unfortunately, I will be missing ICW no holds barred this weekend. And before I hand this back to Gomez, if you would indulge me for a moment, Gomez. Sure. Guys, it's the, I'm going to get some, let me get serious for a second. It's the holiday season. And for a lot of us, that means good times and good people and joy and presence and, good food and all that uh for a lot of people people we know people we don't know people we may only half know uh it is a very difficult time of year and maybe think about reaching out to someone you haven't spoken to recently there are a lot of people who are very lonely this time of year and they're going through some stuff that you don't necessarily know they're going through and they're struggling in silence and just try to reach out be nice to people. It's uh, It can be devastating when you get news you're not necessarily prepared for. And I really hope you, you don't want to feel like you could have done more in an instance where all you had to do was say hello. And if it's someone you were especially close to years ago, just reach out, say hi, see how they're doing, ask about their family, what's going on. It doesn't take much, and you'll probably feel better for it at the end of it. Be good to each other. Be kind. Be nice. It doesn't hurt, and it's probably the best for everyone involved. Just be mindful that while everything is going on and everyone is having so much fun, there are people who are not having a lot of fun. So... Have a wonderful holiday season. I genuinely hope the best for you and your families. Be safe. Take care of each other. Uh, Thank you for listening to this show and indulging me and allowing me to continue to 
get to do these things I like to do because you support it. I genuinely appreciate that more than you ever know. This year has been full of some some very high highs and some very low lows. Um, but at the end of the day, I will still remember this year fondly. And I hope you will too. And I hope as many of us as possible make it many more years where we get to do this. So reach out, take care of each other, and thank you for allowing me to say this. Yes. Uh, I'm the Gomez154, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, all that fun stuff. Uh, Twitch stream, you never know. I think uh, in a week or two I might be on there showing some uh, holiday fun. Twitch.tv slash MezMovie. Come follow me. And we will be back next week finishing up Slang and Slang with Bad Santa, Billy Bob Thornton 2003 showing on Pluto and Paramount Plus along with Rare Exports from 2010. And that movie is showing for free on Tubi. So join us for those two movies and whatever other nonsense we get into. Jump into the Facebook group. Simply search Car Jomez Podcast on Facebook and come in. It's free. Join the conversation. Give Gomez ideas for what movies you want him to force me to watch. (laughs) But with all that being said, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace.